I'm Ian Dark, and you're listening to Men in Blazers, sub-optimal radio on the Grantland Network. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! From the Embassy Road Studios, in the crap part of Soho, it's the Men in Blazers podcast. Oh, getting homesick, David. You are. You're already in. Are you mentally already in Brazil? Um, well, I didn't. I had a bolo de aipim for you, breakfast. What? A bolo de aipim. A bowl of aipim. A alpin. S- a bowl of alpin. Small cake, sometimes in cup form, sometimes donut form, made out of tapioca. We're all going to be eating them. Is that what we're going to be eating down in Brazil? I think so. We're going to be leaving the World Cup cakes far behind. Yeah. But we're not. <laughs> we're not. We're, we're going to be marketing our World Cup cakes. We had an emergency meeting with uh, producer JW and producer Lexi this morning about the marketing of World Cup cakes. We've fallen a little bit behind schedule. Not as far behind schedule as we've fallen with our book, Rog, which yep. I'm now feeling like our book is not going to be ready you think for the World Cup. I've yeah. written my half. <laughs> well, awkward. I have not <laughs> written my half yet. Um, but there are a lot of books, fantastic books for the World Who Cup, Who needs Rog. books when we had a Broadway show, David? We did have a Broadway show last Friday night, also known as How We Love America in general, its national football team in particular. It was a remarkable experience, Rog. Highlight for me was... was with Mr. Carl Beckerman. What a man, by the way. My nipples are still tingling. Oh, my God, the thickening. He, we, we taught him how to lift the World Cup. Well, the World Cup was a couple of, it was a grapefruit, spray-painted gold, held together by two mannequin hands with gold-sprayed gaffer tape that fell apart. We, would, we didn't <laughs> want him to touch that because it would have been bad luck. But I demonstrated with that, and he did it with a bottle of water. I mean, he was fantastic at lifting the World Cup. Can't wait to see that in about, uh, what, 39 days' time? Countdown begins in earnest. Yeah. David, I'll tell you what I loved. What? Well, apart from the fact that it was the closest I'll ever get to being at your bar mitzvah. It was (laughs) as if you had a 1994 U.S. soccer bar mitzvah. It was a little bit like a soccer bar mitzvah. And I did feel a little... Alexi Lalas played. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah. made tears flow in that audience. Yeah. I felt a little bit like Susan Boyle up there. Yeah. There's our Susan Boyle moment. <laughs> but our, our goal was to celebrate U.S. soccer's history. Yeah. The whole flow, the whole glorious flow. 1930 all the way through. And to celebrate this U.S. soccer team in yeah. fine, fine style. Yeah. And I believe we did that. Mm-hmm. I, I found it quite overwhelming to be part of it. Yeah. I have to say when that national anthem played at the end. Yeah. Teared. Yeah, it was good. It was all good. You know, I saw... Uh, on ESPN yesterday, that Alexi Lalas, before he came over, and, you know, that, that, the little speech he gave, where he just, he just asked this 2014 men's national team, you're tearing up, Roger, he just asked them, just show us that you care. That's what he wants this team to do. Just before that, he'd been in Times Square, and he'd, in front of the US men's national team, he told them that they weren't going to get out of the group. I know he is such a wonderfully complicated man. It was a, it, it, I love him. It actually made inside the. Uh, oh, it made your film. Yeah, because oh. uh, we interviewed Tim Howard afterwards, and Tim Howard said, "He said I respect Alexi. Uh-huh. I respect him absolutely. But he's insane. But his words are hollow. He oh. said he said the word hollow oh, like it was hollow, like a hollow, short hollow. knife to the guts. Um, it was a great night. Yeah. It was a great night for Alexi. It was also possibly mm. the greatest night the George Michael Sports Machine has had in about a decade. God, we want, how do we get hold of the George Michael It's happening. Machine? We've had it people is. from okay. NBC reach out to us. Yeah. We've had people from NBC. We, our goal is to exhume the George Michael sports <laughs> machine. A little bit like, I feel a little bit like Geraldo Rivera with the El Capone vault. Does it still work, the George Michael sports machine? 
Did it ever work? It was. <laughs> Are you going to crush my dreams and tell me that it wasn't a machine with magical powers if that anybody, if shift any, time and space and take me all over the world to watch sports? If anybody movies? knows George Michael, the late, great, yeah. suave, sophisticated, maybe the, I'd call him the Ricardo Montalbano of sports broadcasting. Is Bigger. that accurate? Bigger. I want to know, did he think that machine worked? <laughs> I did. I definitely thought that. You mean using sense memory? Did he, in order to inhabit the role of George Michael, of George Michael's sports machine, he had to believe that the machine had time and space travelling powers to divine sports bloopers from all around the world and highlights. Yep. And while we're talking about this, George Michael, the other George Michael, Wham Rap, their first single, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I won in the competition in Smash Hits. Pre I think, or post Liverpool College. I think it came uh, pre. I think it came out thirty years ago this week, which is mind-boggling. That ages us, Rog. That ages us, Rog. Anyway, Rog, thank you to all our guests: Serian, the noble Bob Lee, uh, winner of our golden jacket; Alexi Lalas, actually our first golden jacket. We've got to think about who's going to get the next golden jacket. It's getting to be that time of year. Send Rog. us, send us any ideas. Nominations you have. for the gold, for the second ever golden jacket: Alexi Lalas, Tony Miola. Oh God, Tony Miola. He spoke articulately, eloquently, beautifully about his experience. Uh, Carl Becker, man, our favourite, and Judah Friedland, a big, big US booster. And uh, a little bit anti-English, we found out as well. We can't hold that against him. A little bit as in very much indeed. Um, uh, GFOP Craig Copeland, he won our song contest for Brazil 2014 with his version of Favourite Things. That was fantastic, including a very sad Landon Donovan reference in that song. (laughs) Uh, And he drove all the way up from Baltimore to see it performed on stage. Our Tony Award winning and ten times Tony nominated for Gentleman's Guide producer John Johnson, JJ. Thanks so much, JJ. You put on a great show. More to come, Rog. More to come. More live shows coming up in calendar year 2014, 2015. Including possibly one in Portland. Oh, we, we are talking around the Charles Stilatano Cup, right? And the All-Star Game for MLS. We're talking about a couple of other appearances. So stay tuned to meninblazers.com for that. But anyway, Rog, we are fast preparing to go to Brazil. Today is... Uh, I believe it's Wednesday today. Next Wednesday, you and I get on a plane and fly to Brazil. I am so not ready. I'm leaving for London tonight and then going to Italy uh, this weekend, Rog, to do some last-minute research for the World Cup. I'm going to Jacksonville. Oh, well, that's the difference between us. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, but we're in full-on World Cup mode right now, Rog. Very, very exciting. And the friendlies are going on all over the planet, but mostly in the United States of America, Rog. Last weekend, glory, 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 the United States men's national team too, but it felt like 10. Turkey, one of the greatest European powers in the history of the World Cup. Power on the rise. Yes, and certainly in 2002, one. A slice of poetry between Fabian Johnson and Michael Bradley. What a goal that was, Rog. And a Clint Dempsey tap-in from Breck Shea range allowed the US to defy the doubters and those who questioned the inexperience of the back line as they head down to Jacksonville to face Nigeria in their final US-based friendly. Yeah. It was yeah. good, Rog. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was hot as hell, Davey. Yeah, you were there. It was. I got a real farmer's tan. Good. Real farmer's tan. So I'm going to top that one up over the 87 days. Do you want to whip off your shirt so Lexi can take a photograph of that? <laughs> there. How's that look? <laughs> Back well, on. blinding. Yeah. It's the most frightening thing you'll see that's not attached to a ginger, that. Um, all I'll say is... Wow. The narrative yeah. that people are trying to force onto this team 
and the outcomes of their games, wins, not quite jiving together. I think post-London, the back line, the Josie not scoring, I think many people are sharpening their knives for a cataclysmic disaster of a run into this World Cup. But they do, they, they've got a team that's built around youth, pace, hard running, chucking that football forward as fast as they can. Um, and they keep winning, David. They do keep winning. I mean, we've talked a lot that you oscillate between two points. One is your strong belief that the United States men's national team are going to win the World Cup, all the way to the other position of your dead certainty that the United States men's national team are going to win the World Cup. Pretty much. And by the way, thank you to the GFOPs who've helped us edit together documentary evidence using EA Sports FIFA World Cup, which is on our Tumblr right now, exactly game by game how they will yeah. win the World Cup. Thanks to that Kyle Beckerman 65-yard wonder strike. It was an amazing goal. However, I've also heard you say and I believe we have it recorded, that one of the things with this US team is that we just have no idea how good or how bad or how mediocre they actually are. The combination of CONCACAF and the mix of players playing in MLS and playing in European leagues, you know, any international team doesn't get together enough to go and play enough games. And every great result we've had has a caveat. Yes. And so I would say, on this, I think this is a very good result. I think Turkey... Legitimately, they didn't qualify for the World Cup, but they are legitimately a very good team. Plenty of very good footballers in that team, certainly against Honduras, which is the friendly they played before. You know, they've come to America. They want to impress. They want to impress their coach. They are looking forward to their European qualification campaign happening uh, starting later this summer. And they're, like, in mode to go and play. And I thought the U.S. never looked in danger of losing that game for me, even though it was end-to-end early on and there were chances at both ends. But the caveat for me is still... There are three basic questions which I have been consistently asking about this team. And I think... Whether whether Wentz and where to? Well, whether Wentz and where to are 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 definitely the big questions, but slightly smaller, more detailed questions, Rog. And I believe that the US can answer these questions, but I believe they're going to have to answer them to perform beyond expectations at the World Cup. One... The back line has to emerge. And when I say back line, it's not just who the centre-back pairing is, but who are the back four. There was a moment of madness in that second half. Several Roche. moments of madness. It, was, it just was that back line to still not look solid enough to me. For, Secondly... For, on that point, yeah. for all the hand-wringing about where is Landon, yeah. the player I miss most, and I think this team misses most, Steve Chirundolo. Oh, Chirundolo, without any doubt. He churns, he dolos. And by the way, at right back and left back, and I think we saw him experimenting with his second choice left back uh, this week, I think DeMarcus Beasley looking very, very safe to be starting at left back in the World Cup. Okay, point two. Josie. We need a goal scorer, Rog. Josie. I feel like I took some hope out of Josie's performance. And then watching it again, I don't know where I found that hope. We can't applaud a striker because he runs around a lot. That's the mistake I fell into with Torres, Rog. He's got to put the ball in the back of the net. Yes, I said it, Rog. I said it. <laughs> That's historic. What well, you just buried there. What well, the you way, just buried there is historic. But carry but on. I wish the US now. that Josie Altador would score as much as Torres scored last season. He has to find a way to score, to put the ball in the back of the net in this game against Nigeria at the weekend. He has to do it. Can I say a word about Josie? Yes. Jürgen heaps the praise on Josie yeah brilliant article today in the New York Times by the way about Sam uh, Borden Jürgen like a man frantically rubbing two dry sticks together eager to start a fire true and I I felt in this game Aaron Johansson was not brought onto this game yeah I would guess because if he scored again another another goal would have been embarrassing 
But watching Josie in practice, watching Josie in the field, Josie needs to finish. He needs to finish. And his demeanor, you can see it's dropped off. It's dropping off. And uh, Jürgen is working as hard as he can to get... He's a man of confidence. He's a remarkable bloke, Josie. He is a remarkable bloke. He's a huge, larger-than-life character. And Jürgen has to, and I agree, against Nigeria, pray, pray, pray that he enters that first World Cup game against Ghana with a goal in his rearview mirror. And finally, Rog, we need the emergence of another star on this US men's national team. We know that Dempsey is going to like work his cotton socks off. He's going to play aggressively. He's going to find himself in scoring position. He's going to cause a threat. We know what Bradley's going to be. Very good experiment for Bradley playing further up. You know, made that goal. Fantastic take by Fabian Johnson. Maybe it's Fabian Johnson, but we need another player to emerge and be a star of this team. It needs a third star. I adore Mick Stiskerud. Adore that man. Adore. It's amazing. I stood uh, by a corner flag with my film crew while Mix was taking a corner. Uh, there's a player injured in the box in the middle, so we had to wait about three minutes. And the amount of unbelievable comments this gentleman draws from American fans. I'd say half the crowd were just screaming, Mix, I love your hair! To which he turned around and smiled. And then they kind of broke down, maybe two-thirds, a third, whatever. Uh, two-thirds were screaming, um, Mix, will you marry me? An amazing thing to shout at a professional footballer, even one from the tipple argument. Yeah. And then about a third, I'd say, were screaming, Angrily, the Landon Donovan kind of uh, cohort, a lot of anger going, yeah, the number 10 is a number you have to earn, man. It's a number you have to earn. And I just stood there because it was a long injury, listening to this for minute, 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 minute. And I realized what a a gentleman mixed discarude is, what a personality he's turning into on this team. In that regard, I agree with you, David. I mean, I watched Michael Bradley before the game. He arrived. Yeah. Most of the players go into the locker room. Mm-hmm. Mix and Aaron Johansson brought a baseball onto Red Bull Arena uh, and just started to fling it around uh, the half the field. But Michael Bradley walked around on his own with a pair of headphones on, like a yeah. white shark marking out his territory. You know, just, I, I'm guessing visualizing what he was about to do on that field. Uh-huh. And what do you think he listens to? Rancid. I've actually thought about that. I've actually thought, I, I would guess. I mean, he's kind of, he's so good, Davo. Yeah. Such a good, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it was some Collins. <laughs> really? I would get, I would, but we need to get on this one. All the notes. But if you but, know what Michael Bradley listens to, yeah, let us know. know. I'm guessing it was probably Batman Turner, he's gone Canadian. Oh, Batman Turner Overdrive was probably, if I had to put money on it. Yeah. But I was guessing how Jürgen wishes that Michael Bradley was like Martin Lawrence in Big Mama's House. Uh-huh, and he could course. play multiple characters. You know, Do you think Jürgen has ever seen Big Mama's House? I think he laughs uproariously. He likes Big Mama's House too, actually, probably more. But, I mean, starring as Defensive Shield, Michael Bradley. And Michael Bradley is the, the kind of thumping playmaker. Because, again, you saw here, Bradley's role on this team is to kind of propel the team forward right now, slinging passes. He often seems like a quarterback throwing into double, triple coverage. There is so much pressure on Michael Bradley's shoulders in this game, and he needs somebody else to try and take some of that off him. Yeah, they're playing this new sort of version of the game, I noticed. It's not long ball. They're playing this sort of, like, mid-ball again and again. It's like trying to throw... Mid-ball, fastball. 15-yard... It's trying to throw 15-yard passes again All and again the time. and again. All the over time. Over the top, over the top, over the shoulder. They know they're not going to have too much of the ball in the games against Portugal and Germany. Yeah. And they want to work fast, quick, and strike. I mean, if you look at the teams of the 90s, we scored with... 
kind of set pieces. We scored off corners. Yeah. And I think he's trying to add to the repertoire a fast, our version of kind of counter-attacking yeah. without the guys who really are able to counter-attack. You made a point. I thought the U.S.'s corners were terrible in this game. They've got to get that. They've really got to sort out that. Last word on the defence. I agree with you. And at a certain point, Dave, are shuffling through the right combination. The best becomes the enemy of the good. To some degree, you need to anoint a four. Let them play. Give them time to paper over whatever cracks there are going to be there but they need chemistry they need communication I love Jeff Cameron love him love him I love Matt Beslan I remember how John Brooks played against Ukraine in Cyprus Mm -hmm. so I don't I wouldn't anoint him yet as the Messiah I think he's a very good player the player of the future he's physically remarkable technically uh, positionally uh, a liability but I also love, I loved Matt Besler on the last show we did um, of Inside. He was asked how, is he, how he plans to play Ronaldo. And he looked at the camera like the question was ridiculous. He goes, you just take the ball away from him. Yeah. Oh, I wish life was steal, like that, David. Just steal the ball. But well, it, wasn't, it wasn't just the team's victory that was great this weekend. Well, it was the, the way that the other teams in Group G played, Rog. Tell us, David. Uh, Portugal drew. Uh, Cristiano is carrying two... He's got a knee injury, he's got tendonitis, he's really not looking good. My grandpa had tendonitis. Yeah. He couldn't play, but if he plays like my grandpa, David, yeah. Manaus is going to be a cakewalk. Go on. Yeah, Germany struggled against Cameroon, 2-2 draw. Ghana actually looked better than any of the other teams in Group G, but they lost to Holland, uh, 1-0. Yeah, can I just say, not to be hyperbolic, Yeah. prediction, you heard it here first, mm-hmm. the USA are going to win Group G. We're going to win it all? We're going to win it all. We're going to win the group, then we're going to win the World Cup. Yeah. And it is, if you don't believe me, look at the Tumblr, look at the EA Sports generated graphic. And by yeah. the way, we've been given a Kyle Beckerman jersey. Yeah. If you can make it, I'll admit our 65-yard Kyle Beckerman wonder strike is probably from about, I'd say, 30 yards. In the film, yeah. If, you, if you on EA Sports can do a better 65-yard Kyle Beckerman wonder strike, send it to us Please. via Twitter or email, yeah. and we will get you yeah. the best one, a Kyle Beckerman jersey. Yeah, the best jersey. Kyle Beckerman goal that you can perform on EA Sports, clip it off, send it to us. We need it. We need it in the face. And it gets better for America, by the way. FIFA a quagmire, set blatter, backrooming the old Qatar 2022, which may be... Oh, what a shock. Maybe 2022 USA, if things go well. I'll just say, we'll talk more about FIFA as the weeks go on. FIFA acting responsibly and rationally, Rog. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Many people, by the way, have questioned on our World Cup previews that I have put five teams through into the semi-finals of the World Cup. <laughs> this is FIFA we're talking about. Yeah. What, how would anybody believe that there is any doubt? Number one, you can't doubt the cupcakes. It was just the World Cupcakes speaking through us. Yeah. But Science. I don't find it at all odd. Five teams in the semi-finals, FIFA. Doesn't yeah. seem odd at all. No. Yeah. yeah we also put, I think we put 18 into the quarterfinals. Yeah. FIFA. Never doubt Seb Ladder's ways. Never doubt. All I'll say is this right now. Yeah. Sunil Galati. Yeah. It's time for that gentleman. U.S. soccer honcho to stand up and show us that he became executive committee member Mm -hmm. of FIFA for the force of good. Interesting. Uh, England uh, down training in Miami right now, Rod. A lot of rain, a lot of heat. Apparently the players lost two kilograms of weight. Uh, That had to be uh, lots of people turning around to each other saying, what exactly is a kilogram? Uh, 2.2 pounds, I think, something like that. So about four and a half pounds of weight all those players lost. Uh, just playing in Miami yesterday. Mostly beer weight. England looked very good against uh, Peru the other night, I thought, Rog. And uh, they play Ecuador this afternoon, uh, putting out their second team. With, with Wayne, Wayne Rooney on the left wing. Yeah, Wayne Rooney on the left wing. You know, this could be... 
an indication that Rooney is not going to be in the starting eleven for England. He's They'll be playing Sterling. English yeah. Josie. Yeah, English Josie. English Josie. Well, he doesn't have as fine a head of hair. Well, he has a fine head of fake hair. Um, uh, other news out of the England camp, Rog. Uh, Frank Lampard not renewing his Chelsea contract. He's officially going to be leaving Chelsea. I'm pretty sure, by the way, you asked me about this earlier, you said you felt terrible for him. I think he could have got a one-year contract at Chelsea. But I think the difference with Lampard, and I, uh, I sent out on my Twitter a brilliant article written by Henry Winter in the Daily Telegraph. Henry Winter, no Chelsea fan, by the way, um, wrote a brilliant salute to Frank Lampard, a player who I think is disrespected. I think he is underappreciated. He's a guy who still wants to play at the top level. He doesn't want a one-year contract. He probably wants to make a three-, four-, five-year deal. Um, And I think if he ends up in an MLS at New York City FC, which a lot of people are saying, David Villa, by the way, a fantastic signing. Excellent signing. Excellent signing. Kudos to the franchise. Kudos to the league. Um, I think I hate that word, really by the way. Be it's one of my most hated what, words. Or kudos. I can't even the K word. Kudos and I franchise. Hate, I hate kudos that word. to the franchise. Oh, that's really, it's like I'm going to add that to the sign-off at the end. Kudos to the franchise. Um, your least favourite word and my least favourite word combined. Um, uh, he could be an absolutely fantastic player. Let's look at his record at Chelsea, Rog. Appearances, 646. By the way, Davo's reading off a tattoo on his left forearm here. <laughs> this is a player... 646 appearances for a club, Rog, when we're looking at the next generation of English midfielders who can barely play 15 games a season. And in Henry Winter's article, it's clear this isn't just luck that he didn't get injured. Lampard is a target. You know, you've watched him play at Everton. He's a target every time he plays. Um, He just happens to train harder. He warms up. He cools down more, uh, you know, with more uh, discipline than almost any other player. 209 goals from midfield, Rog, and 646 appearances. The leading scorer in club history. Chelsea have been around a very long time, Liverpool fans who say we have no history. Won 11 major trophies, three Premier League titles, four FA Cups, two League Cups, the 2012 Champions League, and best of all, Rog, the 2013 Europa. An amazing record. Thank you, Frank Lampard. Come to New York City. Yeah, we're going to be great. I think the, the only thing that's apparently holding up his move to New York City FC is yeah. the search for a billboard big enough to present his resplendent girth life size. <laughs> yeah, they can't find one because he's so fat. Yeah, I think he's an inspiration to I would love to get him. When we get him on the pod, Rog, yeah. we are going to do a stomach measure off of your girth yeah. versus his. I'm ready to go. I believe you probably have two Lampard stomachs. Probably. It's a World Cup cake. <laughs> They're to blame. To, to me, you've, you've won me over with Lamps. I used to mock him. I used to deride him. But to me, he's like the Premier League's Vincent van Gogh, David. He's a, a gent whose contributions will only truly be appreciated once he's no longer with us. I mean, one of my favourite books, Irving Stone's Lust for Life, about the, uh, the artist Van Gogh, not the artist known as Super Frank. It's got a line, it's so easy to love, the only hard thing is to be loved. Big question for you is, does a Chelsea with Diego Costa and Cesc Fabregas, does it give you the thickening? Well, look, I mean, as you, we've spoken about a lot, I think that it's very important for Chelsea to have English players. I think it's important for all the Premier League teams to have English players. And right now, with Ashley Cole looking like he's going out the door, John Terry has a one-year contract extension. Um, there is barely another English player anywhere near the starting 11 of that team. A lot of very, very good young players coming through at Chelsea, but whether or not Mourinho is going to bring them up, whether they're going to go out into the transfer market and try and find someone. A couple of rumours around about Fabian Delph, who would be a fantastic pick-up for Chelsea in midfield. A good young English player, foreign name, like him a lot. Or they might hijack one of the big signings, whether it's Shaw, whether it's Lallana, one of these guys. We'll see. 
Okay, Roger, we're now going to continue. I know you don't like these half-man, half-pods that we're no, doing recently. They're like, they're like griffins. But I actually quite like listening to our World Cup videos in audio form. They're quite good, because I then just imagine the animation. That's like getting off to videos of yourself, if no, you know what not. I mean. It is, it's getting it's off not. to audios of myself. I don't like griffins. Yeah. I've never been comfortable with those half... Oh, I half, love a griffin. I don't like lions with eagle bits. I, I like lions, and yeah. I like eagles, but I don't like them when they're kind of... Be a lion or be an eagle. Don't be a you lion don't like eagle. Myth- you don't like mythical creatures. You never have done. They're real, David. <laughs> you mythical. never have done. Um, so we're going to uh, we're going to play. I think this is the final set of our of, of, of our World Cup previews. They're all available on Grantland on YouTube. Search <laughs> Men in Blazers World Cup. Previews. Can we just say thank you to Jacoby at Grantland and also to Harlan? Yeah, Endelmith, a single man. I would marry probably Harlan. Yeah, he's an amazing bloke. <laughs> the animators, unbelievable. Yeah, what yeah they Julia did and the whole team over there. Thank you very much. Um, Roger, we've been working on our Portuguese. We have, right? we have been working on our Portuguese. Okay, so thing. first of all, do you want to do the English? Or do you want to do the Portuguese? Um, you're probably better at the. Just go for that first one. Okay. So why Davo's made us learn so we can integrate. He wants the immersive experience. He doesn't want to be a tourist when we're in. Brazil, so we, we've been having rigorous lessons. Key phrases, Rog. Por que essas mascaras de oxigênio haram do teto do nosso avião? That means, why have those oxygen masks descended <laughs> from the ceiling of our aircraft, Rog? Um, what about this one, David? Okay. Now, suabitro, por favor, no me decapite. I am not a referee. Please do not behead me. Oh, I got the beheading me bit. I didn't know who we were talking to. A sua lavanderia pode tirar esse vomito das minhas calcas. That means, can your dry cleaner get this sick out of my pants? I think that's an internationally renowned phrase, David. Yeah. It, this one's more you than me, but okay. estao sem dinero, sequestra ela o investimento. Yeah. I, I have no money. Kidnap him instead. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, você sabe tocar alguma do Phil Collins? Can you play any Phil Collins? Why are you holding that power source so close to my face? And finally, você tem mais daqueles comprimidos grandes que você do ao senhor Bobley? Do you have any more of those large pills you gave to Mr. Bobley? Those are good ones, Rod. Group B, mighty team, Spain, Netherlands, Chile, and a crap one, Australia. From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles is the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Group B, Rog, <sighs> Spain, Holland, <sighs> Chile, and Australia. <sighs> Group B, beef, yeah. woof, but not in the face. But not in the face. No hostile now. Yeah. It is a murderous group, Rog. It's going to leap all over the great continent that is Brazil, Salvador, Cuiaba, Rio de Janeiro, Porto Alegre, Curitiba, and Sao Paulo. Poor, poor Australia. Actually, I've got no pity for the Australians. I see Group B as comic retribution from the world for delivering Hugh Jackman and the pair of Uggs on them in an unsuspecting fashion. I love their fans, though. I love the Socceroos. Um, OK, Rog, the huge game to savour on the second day of the World Cup. I can't believe they're giving us a replay of the World Cup final from four years ago on the second day of the World Cup. 13th of June, Spain versus Holland at the Arena Fontenova Salvador. Is it an Arena Fontenobla? Yeah. Or is it the Thunderdome? That game, I cannot wait. It's going to be two very different teams to the 2010 World Cup. Yeah. It's an ageing Spain squad at the Confederations Cup. I watched them wilt in the yeah. heat of Fortaleza. Salvador, what a beautiful city. But that heat is going to sap 
the energy of a tired Spanish team. Which Dutch team are going to turn up, Dave? Yeah, they're going to try to kick them off the field again. Well, we don't know. It depends how healthy is RVP. Yeah. Also, mentally, what kind of a Dutch team do we have? They can be like Lob City. Yeah. They can also be full-on girl interrupted. The other interesting aspect of that game is going to be interesting to see the reception the Brazilian fans give to Brazilian-born Spanish striker Diego Costa. How do you say Bronx cheer in Portuguese, Diego? I, I think know. they're going to give him the full-on Aldrich Ames treatment. OK, the second big game in Group B, June 18th in Rio de Janeiro. We're going to be there, Rod. <sighs> With our own eyes. Spain versus Chile. Good enough to be a World Cup final in and of itself. Well, you know, we're European chauvinists. We're very proud of that. You look at this group, you yeah. think, of course Spain and the Netherlands are going to get through. Yeah. I honestly see only one of them coming through. This Chile team plays courageous, gunslinging, pass-and-move, rushing football. Yeah. And I think the battle is really going to be between Spain and Netherlands to see who's going to join them. Yeah, I have a funny feeling that there are going to be a lot of Chilean players in the Premier League uh, next season. <laughs> OK, Rog, uh, time for you to call it. How do you see the group going down? So as I found from scrounging in the FIFA garbage cans, I have no pride. This group will end up Spain, Chile, the Netherlands... Australia. Well, the interesting thing, the second-placed team in this group will play against the winner of Group A. It could end up being Chile versus Brazil in the last 16. Oh, what a game. Big prediction, Rod. Spain, Chile, Netherlands, Australia not making it out. What will that be for Manchester United? Louis van Gaal coming off a scandalous exit before the playoff rounds of the World Cup. Yeah, I may revise that opinion, though. Tim Cahill scoring a lot. You think Australia are going to win the group? It's all countries of the English-speaking peoples are going to be do well at the World Cup. Take that blatter. Okay, Group C, Rog, Colombia, Greece, Ivory Coast, and my personal favourite, Japan. From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Group C, Rog, oh. Colombia, Greece, Ivory Coast, Japan. Group C, C for completely wide open battle royale David. oh super continents four different continents represented uh, and very hard if you love equilibrium Rog if you like parity I love parity if you like nip and tuck if you have no idea what's going to happen at any moment of your life this is the group for you I think to some degree the weather is going to be as much of a challenge for some of these teams as their opponents the games are littered all over Recife Fortaleza and Natal Oh, the north of the country where it's going to be super hot. north is super hot. It's all going to be about stamina. It's going to be all about recovery. It's all Mm -hmm. going to be about who can deal with a farmer's tan. Yeah, I think Colombia looked like the pick of the bunch, Rog. Uh, But Falcao either missing or playing somewhat suboptimally with that knee ligament damage. I mean, El Tigre, he is their fireworks. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't play, are Colombia going to be like Jamie Lannister without his sword hand? Well, they do have other talent, Rog. James Rodriguez, Jackson Martinez, one of my favourite names in international football. It's one of my favourite names after Billy Ocean in the whole wide world, (laughs) David. And I've got a soft spot for the Ivory Coast, Rog. My parents met in West Africa in a conga line. I love the West African teams, Ghana and the Ivory Coast. Um, and also, some of my favourite players play on that team. Yaya Toure, the original big-bottomed big of Manchester City in their midfield. Oh, watching Yaya Toure bundle through the midfield, it's like watching a giant wardrobe picking up pace as it <laughs> run the, runs downhill. Uh, he's not alone, though, David. They still they have old ages, Didier Drogba. Oh, I love the man. Uh, they have frightening toupees, Javinia. Yeah. They also have my favourite Welshman, Wilfred Boney. This team, on paper, gives you the thickening, but they do yeah. have a weakness. Yeah. They're crap at major tournaments, Rog. They are crap. 
Tournaments. Well, they look good, and then suddenly they crap out. They always put it down to bad luck. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's more about poor preparation and disorganisation, even chaos when they get there. Uh, my favourites in this group, Rog, the team I'll be rooting for, though, are going to be the Japanese. Oh. I love the Japanese. Ever you since I attended them. the 2002 World Cup in Japan, I love the jersey. That jersey, always one of the best-looking ones in the tournament. And the national anthem, Rog, is both beautiful and heart-wrenching. To hear those Japanese fans sing that anthem with that pride, which then stops right in the middle of the final line. I'll be weeping. Like a W.H. Jordan poem, Davo. But it's not just the anthem they bring to this World Cup. They play beautiful, intelligent, organised, methodical, fast-moving football. Yeah. They have Kaseki Honda. Yeah. They have Shinji Kagawa. He's still box fresh. He's barely played <laughs> yeah, this season for Manchester lot. United. Uh, the strength, their tininess. It's yeah. honestly like watching 11 of the best hobbits pick to represent the Shire. But their own strength <laughs> is also their weakness. Yeah. It is a small team, David. Uh-huh. I've got to tell you, watching them try and defend set pieces and corners against the big men of other nations, it's almost cruel. Uh, finally, the Greeks, Rog. They don't score a lot. They are lots of big men, but I'm not sure that they're going to score a lot of goals. Kostas Mitroglou, he stunk it up for Fulham this year. Giorgio Samaras, one of our favourite players, looks so much like Jesus, Rog. You just feel he's going to be popular in the Midwest and the oh, south of the United States. You're going to love him in middle America. Yeah. Uh, however, remember the name Manchester City fans gave him when he played there briefly. They call him Tragedy. Greek Tragedy. OK, Rog, the big game, 14th of June, Japan versus Ivory Coast. Oh. That's going to be a thrilling game of football. It is. It's going to be big against small, Davo. I think the winner of that, it's going to determine who will go through with Colombia from the group. OK, FIFA have fixed the tournament. You know what's going to happen. Call it for me, Rog. Spoiler alert. Yeah. In reverse order. Ivory Coast. Yeah. Greece. Uh-huh. Japan. Ah. They're going to join Colombia into the next round. That would make me very happy. Asombroso. Oh, Davo. You know why you love Japan so much? Oh, yeah. Kimagaya, Rog. Uh, it's the national anthem of Japan, the world's oldest lyrics in a national anthem from 1868 to 1945. Not a good year for Japan. It served as the <laughs> national anthem of the Empire of Japan with a length of 11 measures and 32 characters. Kimagayo is also one of the world's shortest national anthems currently in use. Like, like the team. In the middle. Like the team. Yeah, <laughs> its lyrics are based on a waka poem written in the Heian period, 794 to 1195. favourite period. I love that period. Sung to a melody written in the imperial period, 1868 to 1945. Little Japanese Can, can I say, I have been thinking about your love of the Japanese anthem. I love them. I think what you love about the team uh-huh. is possibly the thing that could undermine them the most. Small bottom smalls. But yeah, they're tiny, but listen to the lyrics. Yeah. May your reign continue for a thousand, eight thousand generations until the pebbles grow into boulders lush with moss. It's a beautiful image, David. But it's very sedentary. Yeah, I love moss. I mean, can you imagine going into the game having just heard that beautiful image? It makes you want to sit down and have a nap. Yeah. Compare that to, like, Algeria's national anthem. Yeah. We are soldiers for justice, revolted. Our independence, we started in combat. Yeah. The noise of the powder was our measurement and crackling of the machine gun, our favourite song, we swore to die so that Algeria lives. Let's say they play each other. One yeah. team is thinking about crackling machine guns, yeah. dying for the cause. Yeah. The other team, thinking about rocks, rivers, moss, nature. It's like being, entering the game 1-0 down. Yeah, but let's look at the different nations' contributions to the world of international electronics, Rog. I mean, Algeria can't compete with the Japanese. OK, Group D, Rog, Uruguay, Costa Rica, England, Italia. 
From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Group D, Rog. England, Italy, Uruguay, Costa Rica. Three former world champions. You don't often see that in a World Cup group. And an unpredictable CONCACAF fourth wheel in Costa Rica. D for death. Yeah. Decline. Uh Despair. Down Abbey, David. Yeah, well, Davo is positive, Rog. And I know, I can see from the look in your eyes, there's, whenever we talk about England, there is pain. This country did something to you. Or you're just, you're so full of hope that you just don't want to get heartbroken. So you've got to, you've got to, like, lower your expectations so you're not disappointed later. But let me make the case. One of us, Davo, I'll say, is rational. The other is purely emotion. You. Okay, so let me make the case for England, Rog. <laughs> A very, very simple case. Italy have some very good players. Uruguay have some very good players. Costa Rica have players who, frankly, we and most of the world don't know a lot about. But I don't think there's any team in this group that has as many good players and athletes, a mix of experience and youth, as England do. Just think of the young players who are going to this World Cup with something to prove. Sturridge, Sterling, Barkley, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Lalana. That's only five of them, but five dynamic, exciting players. At the very least, I am so excited to watch this English team go and play football at this World Cup. And that's something you haven't been able to say before. And I think the rest of these teams in this group are looking at this England team and they're thinking, whoa, this is a little bit different. You say playing football. I'm still scarred, honestly, from the Euros watching England in Kiev against Italy. And they, from the opening whistle, they honestly just clung on. They hung on like a punch-drunk boxer hoping for the, the referee to ring the bell. That was a savage experience. Uh-huh. Yes, this is going to be England's team of the future. Future, the future, future. Yes, we have so much young talent. You mentioned a lot of the Liverpool talent. Yeah. The one player who you didn't mention was Luis Alberto Suarez, the toothsome terror yeah. who Uruguay are going to let loose. Uh, the, the English tabloids will make it. Luis Suarez uh, against England. You remember what he did to teams like Norwich City. He scored for pretty well wherever he liked. June 14th, huge game. England versus Italy and Manaus. You mentioned the Euros. We actually drew twice against Italy with a much worse England team. We lost on penalties in the quarterfinals. A draw in that game would be fine. England and Italy will both take it in a cautious opening encounter and go on and finish first it's and second in, in the It's in Manaus. It's in a rainforest. We love the rain. Well, it's going to be just like playing in Manchester. Honestly, I'm not going to watch that game, David. I'm going to rub a neck. OK, Rog, quick word on Costa Rica. Jill Campbell, 21-year-old yeah. Arsenal starlet. Even they could do England. I don't think they're going to do England, Roger. But I'm not saying that this isn't going to be a tight group. This is going to be tight. But England have never tight. failed to qualify from their preliminary group in the World Cup. And frankly, I don't see them not qualifying uh, this time. We talked about June 14th. Huge, huge game. And I think we have to say, Rog, England have never lost when they play a World Cup game in a rainforest. Okay, spoiler alert. We know that FIFA fixed the World Cup. How do you see this group ending? This is how we'll end, Davo. England, Costa Rica, Uruguay, Italy. Unfortunately, I'm reading it in reverse order. Yeah, you're wrong, and you should be sent to the tower for treason. I think Italy and England will qualify. Uh, I think it's going to be an early exit for Luis Suarez and Uruguay. Fresco. Feeling good about England, Rog, although haven't seen the Ecuador result yet mm-hmm. for the game. Can I just ask you a quick one? Yeah. Luis Suarez's return to full health. 
yeah, it hasn't happened yet. What's your position on that? Are you are you just a lover of football and you root for the little toothy man? Yeah. Because you want everyone to be like, you want all the stars there? Yeah. Or are you like, not so much. I'd like you to not play in Brazil to increase England's chances. Where I don't do you want send- to be. I'm, I'm a lover of sport, Rog. I want to play their best team. Luis Suarez is part of their best team. Um, even when he cheats. I think it's fine. I want him to get back to health. And I think he will. He's a guy who recovers um, quickly from injury. He's a guy who, um, you know, it's a force of will over his fitness. I think he's going to be absolutely fine. What's your position on rooting for someone to make a full recovery? <laughs> I think you so always that, So that you can watch them suffer, ultimately, in the end? Uh, that's interesting. probably my position. Yeah, that is, that's <laughs> your position. You like that. Okay, Rog, moving on. Group E, Switzerland, La France, Ecuador, Honduras. From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, this is the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Group E, Rog, Switzerland, Ecuador, La France and Honduras. E for Una, Shek, disaster, Mm. debacle, breakdown. Uh, E for envisage, Rog. Can we possibly envisage a scenario where France crap this up totally (laughs) and go home? Are you asking me a question or are you projecting your hopes and dreams on me? Yes, you're harking back to 2010 when this French team went completely fade done away. Uh-huh. Meltdown. The, the sports minister said the defeat was a moral disaster. This French side has only two problems. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, one is the coach mm-hmm. and the other are the players. They've got some great players there, Rush. They Rosh. do. Young Paul Pogba, players like Lloris, Caballé. And, of course, Ribéry. Well, the French seem to take one cycle off, Rog, and then they sort of seem to come back strong. And they got some great French luck here, some bon chance. They mm. end up only qualifying for the World Cup through the playoffs, and you think they're going to get a tough group. And they get, who are the top seeds in their group? Switzerland. Hardly a global footballing, soccer-playing uh, superpower. Ecuador, also not the strongest South American team, Rog. I admire any country that exports that much balsa wood. You know how I feel about balsa wood. But ever since they qualified for the World Cup, their form has been somewhat iffy. Ecuador, a fascinating football team. 88% of their points have won at home. Mm-hmm. Where's home? Quito, 9,300 feet above sea level. Yep, Other teams advantage. just cannot play there. The only shocking thing about that to me, Dave, is that FIFA, it's such a bonkers place to play, haven't scheduled an entire World Cup to be played just within <laughs> the walls of Quito. We will see. On ground level, how will they play to me? The Ecuador team play on ground level. It's a little bit like thinking Snoop Dogg operating without a blunt in his hand. They do have talent. Antonio Valencia, Jefferson Montero, they could threaten. Well, you mentioned FIFA, Rog, an organisation based in Switzerland that controls world football. Switzerland suddenly end up before the World Cup as one of the top eight teams in the world. Are you questioning FIFA's integrity, David? uh, I'm just saying that they're based in Switzerland and Switzerland are the... (laughs) top eight team in the world, and uh, they end up as the first group. They emerge from an easy qualifying group, Rog, but they do have some eclectic and very speedy athletic talent. Gokan Inla, uh, Zerdan Shakiri, that speedy little wing merchant, Rog, uh, they're certainly going to cause some problems for other teams. Well, the coach, veteran coach, Omar Hitzfeld, he declared this Swiss team is going to shock the world. Yeah. By the world, I suspect he means from Irish bar in San Pedro Sula, Honduras, because I think even Honduras are going to threaten the Swiss. They have MLS veterans who've now gone on to greater things. Roger Espinosa of Wigan, my favourite Roger in the world of football. Uh, they also have Andy Nahar, who went off to Belgium. They've got some great young MLS speed talent. 
my, one of my favourite named footballers, Oscar Boniet Garcia. They're a muscular, robust outfit, and I think they're going to be a grinded out team. Honduras certainly impressed during CONCACAF qualifying, Rog. OK, the game of the group, 20th of June 2014, Switzerland versus France at the Arena Fontanova in Salvador. That's the second game for each group. That's usually when, you know, first games in the group stage are usually quite tense affairs. Second group games tend to be where teams express themselves a little bit more. Certainly, if one of those teams has stumbled in their first game, one team might have to win it all to stay in the tournament. And the team that wins this group will probably avoid Argentina in the second round. OK, Argentina, a team you want to avoid without any doubt. Rog, how do you see it? How have uh, Switzerland-based FIFA fixed this group? They put Switzerland coming out second. Wow. France are ahead of them. It's going to be goodbye to Honduras and Ecuador. That will be sad, but I don't disagree. Hola vache. Latest news, Rog. Looks like Frank Ribéry may not be fit for the World Cup. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the French calling up Samir Nasri and <laughs> telling him we may take you back, but you've got to, yeah. you've got to speak you've got to, to, ditch to the girlfriend. You've got to ditch, you've got to ditch your bird. I must say, you said yesterday, France, the team nobody's talking about. It is. Apart from Samir Nasri's girlfriend, she talks <laughs> yeah. about them rather a lot. <laughs> yeah, she's trying to start it all off. She's trying to get them talking about them in the, uh, in the media. Um, group F, Rog, Argentina, as you love to call them, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Iran and Nigeria. From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview, Rog. Group F, Argentina, Bosnia, Iran, Nigeria. F, a fantastic draw for Leo Messi, Dave. Yeah, well, the gods of the draw, certainly. Argentina are going to be encouraged. Lionel Messi, Cunaguero and co. should be able to take this group pretty easily. Uh, Bosnia, World Cup rookie. Nigeria, a team that they've played three times since 1994. They've beaten them every single time. And a CIA favourite, but certainly a World Cup outsider, Iran, Rog. Yep. Favourable draw and a favourable schedule. They don't have to travel so far, and they've got very favourable kickoff times. Is anybody going to threaten them? Bosnia, David. Yeah. Bosnia. Don't forget Herzegovina now. <laughs> they play a gorgeous style of football. All they know how to do is to attack. It's going to actually be very interesting to see whether at the World Cup, where we know that defence wins you games, yeah. whether they're going to adapt or just go to war with a style that suits them well. Ed and Dzeko yeah. from Manchester City. Lamppost. Pjanic from Roma. Ibisevic, actually born here in St. Louis. The thing I love about this team is the passion that they bring. They are World Cup debutantes. It's very hard uh, to experience a World Cup for the first time and thrive. But their fans, I was just in Sarajevo. Yeah. I watched them play a game. They unfurled a huge TIFO before the game that said, blood and sweat, we know you poor. We do not take it for granted. I've got to tell you, they will make their opponent's sphincters tighten. Lots of passion. Nigeria also fascinate me, Rog. More butterfly species than any nation in the world. I love butterflies. And the most twins in the world. More twins come out of Nigeria than any other country. But none in this squad, Dave, which may be a tactical mistake. A huge mistake. Continental champions Nigeria, Rog. Possibly the pick of the African nations. We haven't said that in a World Cup uh, in recent years. A lot of pressure on some players that Premier League fans see play a lot. Victor Moses of Liverpool. Um, and uh, John Obi Mikel of my beloved Chelsea, who plays a much more swashbuckling role in midfield for Nigeria than he's ever allowed to play at Chelsea. Well, as that may be to imagine, Iran, World Cup outsiders, as you said, they've never made it past the group stage. I don't think that's going to change. Ex-Real Madrid coach Carlos Queiroz has them playing organised methodical football, but I think like third cousins at the bar mitzvah, they're honestly just happy to be there. Two Americans to note. One of the assistant coaches, Don Gasper. Also MLS's Stephen Bettershaw, born and bred here in California. 
probably going to make the lineup. The game I'm looking forward to in this... Nigeria versus Iran. Yeah, the Lions against the Super Eagles. I've always wondered what it would be like for a big cat to have a fight against a bird of prey. Also for me, the big game. 21st of June, Nigeria versus Bosnia-Herzegovina from a swampy arena Pantanal, Quiaba. Bring your bug spray for that one, Rog. OK, Rog, tell us. You've seen it. You've seen how it's turned out. You've had a vision. How's this group going to finish? The RGs. Yeah. Bosnia. Yeah. Then Herzegovina. OK. Nigeria and Iran. Oh, Herzegovina just missed out on, the, uh, on making it through. Interesting. Vamos. Tough for me to find a team to love in this group. Really? Oh, I, love, yeah. I love Bosnia. I, I do, I like Bosnia, I like Dzeko. Ever since I saw him on that Man City film where he was driving around in the rain in Manchester, I liked him. 36 hours or whatever NBC Sports. Well, I, I went to US, the Bosnia, in yeah. Sarajevo, yeah. and I interviewed Dzeko after uh-huh. the game. Uh-huh. He took his shirt off. Yeah. I'm exactly the same height as his nipples. <laughs> They're almost, there's something hypnotic. When you mean his nipples him. just independently or, or from his feet up to his nipples? Uh, I, I go up to his nipple level. Okay. One's nipples called Bosnia, the <laughs> other's called Herzegovina. But I find it quite hypnotic. Okay, Rog, uh, moving on. Group G. Oh, to Group G. We've spoken about it a lot. The United States of America, the Von Trapps. We've got one big question. Germany, why Portugal, they, Ghana. Why are they even playing the games? Yeah. You mean they should just concede right now, the other three teams? That, okay, US, you win. The three of us will play for second place. FIFA might allow that. From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Group G, Rog, Ghana, the United States, Germany and Portugal. The group of death at the World Cup. G for good God. G for gutted. G for gutter Dameron, Rog. G for glory. G for God bless America. G for go, go USA. G for good for business, Rog. I admire the spirit, but let's go to the horses. Germany, (laughs) Jürgen Klinsmann's birthland. The second-ranked country in the world, according to FIFA. Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo's team, the Ballon d'Or winner. According to FIFA, the third-ranked team in the world. And Ghana, the Riddler to the United States Batman, the team that has eliminated the US from the last two World Cups, Rog. David, it's worse than that. The travel schedule for the USA, they are going full-on Lonely Planet. They're playing in three different ecosystems. They're playing in hot, they're playing in swampy Amazonian rainforest hot, and then they're playing on the northeast coast. They might as well be playing in Death Valley. This, with the distance 9,000 miles uh-huh. in between games, it's going to be like Homer's Odyssey. Thank God Jürgen Klinsmann is playing the role of Odysseus. Oh, it's true. Jürgen Klinsmann, he knows that German team, a Bayern Munich, Dortmund powerhouse he knows cristiano ronaldo basically single-handedly took out sweden in the playoffs and ghana the black stars rush they leaked just three goals in qualifying for this world cup here's what i tell myself david in moments of positive clarity nobody nobody wants to beat ghana more than jürgen klinsman he knows ghana dethroned his last two predecessors he will want to win that game his competitive spirit burns bright they'll then play portugal uh-huh. in manaus and when you speak to jürgen he says yeah cristiano ronaldo he has to play in amazonian rainforest conditions too yeah. and when he says that a little part of me inside imagines in his mansion outside in madrid cristiano ronaldo has built exact replica of rainforest conditions in his rainforest room and he's doing a thousand chin-ups just to prepare so he can eviscerate us i try and put that out of my mind and maybe Davo just maybe Germany with Jürgen Love in his little coordinated pantsuits like a freestyle skater 
Maybe Germany will have sewn up the group by the time that they play and they will show some kindness, some love to their fellow countrymen. Just a succession of massive games in this group. Uh, many of them are going to be, I believe, some of the highest rated uh, soccer games ever seen in the United States. On the 16th of June, Germany versus Portugal in Salvador. On the 16th of June, also Ghana versus the United States at the Arena das Dunas in Natal. On the 22nd of June, USA versus Portugal at the Arena da Amazonia in Manaus. We'll be there, David. We will be. And on the 26th of June, USA versus Germany, hopefully, clearly, already qualified, not trying that hard, at the Arena Pernambuco in Recife. I've been learning the Portuguese, Dave, how to yeah. try and keep it positive. Porque voce esta rindo you vou ganhar a Copa do Mundo. What does that mean? Don't behead me. I'm not a referee. No, it means why are you laughing? The USA are going to win World Cup 2014. They are, Dave. It is no one. Yeah, but are they going to win this group? Tell me how this group is going to finish. This is not what I think. This is what I know, Dave. It's going to end Germany, yeah. USA, Portugal, Ghana. That would be the finest moment in the great history of US soccer. Go, 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 USA. Okay, Rog, the final group, Group H. Belgique, Russia, Algeria. Oh, you love the Fennec Foxes. And the Korean Republic, South Korea. From the Grantland Studios in the crap part of Los Angeles, it's the Men in Blazers World Cup preview. Group H, Rog, Belgium, Algeria, Russia, South Korea. H's for hedonism. H's for heartache. H is for strangely horny. Uh, H is for which I believe how you say H in Flemish, Rog. Uh, Belgium, very good. We've said it elsewhere. My beloved Eden Hazard from Chelsea. Vasson Company from Manchester City. Uh, Romolo Lukaku from your beloved Everton. Uh, perhaps their greatest feat, though, somehow, Rog, for Belgium, is still managing to be considered a dark horse when they've got so many stacked players. Perhaps this is by virtue that they've not played in the World Cup since about 1473. <laughs> This is a relatively kind draw, Rog, both in terms of opponents and climate. Uh, they play their games mostly in the south of the country, where the weather's going to be cooler. But it's not without threat. Some big countries, particularly Russia, 6.6 million square miles of Russia, makes up one-seventh of the world's entire land. Has more land area than Pluto, Rog. An organised team. Yeah. They are a defensive-minded Russian team, which is something we've not seen under Don Fabio Capello, mm -hmm. English Don Fabio. We love Don Fabio. They're going to have some old faces. We're going to see Zerkov again. Mm -hmm. And in the midfield, Denisov and Shirkov will control that midfield. This is a Russian team that will run at their opponents like feral dogs in the Moscow subway. I'll be interested to see Algeria again. Played very well in the World Cup. Perhaps a little bit unlucky uh, not to go through from that group with England and the United States. The Fennec Foxes, they're defensively uh, minded. They're almost like a France scrub squad, Rog. They're as French as Daft Punk. Most of their players grew up there. Uh, Safir Taider of Inter. He could be uh, one of the standout young players in the tournament. South Korea, do not write them off. I'm a huge fan of the Taigu Warriors, David. Yeah. They are their bronze generation, many of them found homes in European football. They're methodical, mm -hmm. they're organised, they're tactical, astute. player that's caught my eye is six-foot-five Kim Shin-wook. Well, of course, he's six-foot-five. They call him our giant. I'm hoping he'll be the South Korean George Marisa. South Korea, suddenly very good at sport, particularly women's golf. 38 of the best female golfers in the world are South Korean. Strangely, right? none of them made it into this squad, though, David. Game of the group, Belgium versus Russia at the Maracana, June 22nd. These two sides met at the 2002 World Cup final. It was a barnstormer. Who can forget, Rog? 
Belgium win it 3-2. And the man who popped up to grab the winner... Mark Wilmot, so war pig himself. ...in the 82nd minute. OK, how is this group going to end up? See it, feel it, speak in tongues. Tell me how Group H is going to finish. Spoiler alert, Dave, Belgium. Yeah. South Korea. <gasps> Russia. And Algeria. I'm worried that that won't be good for the rest of Europe. Ich ben verloren. That's it, Dave. Yep. All previewed. I think our big mistake was not to World Cupcake it yeah. in those previews. We got so much crap from listeners. Irate, angry, disappointed. Yeah. At, oh, that we didn't have the cupcakes in the groups. I had to, we, we, we love Jacoby, but he, I think he was tired of the cupcakes after day one. He didn't want to do any more cupcake yeah, work. That was just the sugar high talk. Yeah, no. <laughs> cupcake work, I like that. Enough of the cupcake the, work. Yeah, guys, enough of the cupcake work. Yeah, um, We're going to be bringing them back. We are yeah. going to start our previews starting next week with yeah. the big one, Brazil. Brazil, Croatia. Um, so there were, all we can know right bananas now... Bananas in pyjamas. There will be. Actually, Bananas be and Pyjamas is going to be my uh, nickname for Brazil versus Croatia. <laughs> That's very good. Um, yeah, can't wait, Rod. So we're going to do a preview for that. That will go up on ESPN FC in Grantland, I think. And then uh, we'll carry on. We'll be doing previewing every game, every day. We're going to do a post-show in the boot room, Rog. We're going to be on the late-night show every night. We're going to be running a blog. We're going to be... Writing things. Oh, so much stuff going on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of crap for us to make up, David. I know. It's very true. <laughs> We've already made up the whole World Cup for EA Sports. We've done that before. We'll do it again. Um, okay, Roger, with the Men in Blazers. Follow us at meninblazers.com on social media, at meninblazers, at mcdavies, at Rog Bennett. Uh, email us, um, meninblazers at gmail.com. Send your ravens to the crap part of Soho. Do not send your ravens to the ESPN studios in Rio. They don't like the journey. Send them up here to New York. Producer JW and Lexi will make sure they treat the Ravens well. They'll take the uh, little messages out of the talons and they will read them to us or send them over email to us. Um, you can uh, go to our Amazon Emporium. We're not putting anything in there today, Rog. Just sunscreen. That's all I really need. Horse pills. Yeah, horse pills. Very good. Thing. Leeches. And, um, and disinfectant. Uh, and... Uh, that's it, Rog. That's it, Dave. I love you, mate. The last pod until we come back from Brazil. Well, maybe only one of us will make it back alive. <laughs> we'll see. I hope it's me. I hope it's you too, mate. Love you, Rog. Kung Fu Fight in America. Warpig. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcasts.